Hello, this is Paul Fahey and Monica Pope, the host of Apostles Field Guide, a podcast where we explore the gospel of Jesus Christ and the teaching of the Catholic Church to become agents of mercy in our world. podcast apostles field guide a side project of, of where peter is i'm paul fahey i'm a, a contributor for where peter is a few months ago uh, a good friend of mine monica pope uh, her and i were talking this was you know during the stay-at-home order uh, for the pandemic about how it would be great to have a podcast looking at the church's teaching and what what jesus is trying to say to us through the church in this particular time and place. So we decided, like, you know, a lot of other people at this time to to start our own podcast, uh, looking at what what our bishops and what the Pope uh, are really trying to give to us in in this moment in our history and in our time, and what the Holy Spirit is trying to say to us through them. I'm a director of religious education at a parish in in mid-Michigan, Most Holy Trinity Parish in the Diocese of Lansing. I've been the director of religious ed for six years. I've been involved in RCIA, uh, the catechist formation, and adult evangelization, and lots of other things. I've been married for eight and a half years, and my wife Christina and I have four kids. Uh, the oldest is seven and a half, and the youngest is going to be three. Monica, want to introduce yourself? Okay, thank you, Paul. Um, I'm Monica Pope, and I'm the Director of Discipleship Ministries at St. Joseph Catholic Parish in Helm, which is also in the Diocese of Lansing. And um, I've been in active ministry for uh, 30 years. I've been um, in professional ministry in the role of like DRE and RCIA director, et cetera, um, for the past 14 years. And um, I do some some jobs, some works and projects for uh, the Diocese of Lansing. Um, let's see, Tracy and I have been married for 32 years and we have 10 kids from the ages of 40 to our youngest is almost 14. And um, before we get any further into this conversation, Paul, I'm gonna ask you, I mean, you had talked about like what sort of what we're going to be doing, but would you share what our uh, ministry statement is or mission statement for Apostles Field Guide? <laughs> yeah, the the vision statement for the podcast is Apostles Field Guide, a podcast where we explore the gospel of Jesus Christ and the teaching of the Catholic Church to become agents of mercy in the world. Yeah. I, I think when I pitched this podcast idea to Mike Lewis, I was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing uh, a side a side project for where Peter is. And I want to, you know, read through and talk about church documents. And I think he said something like, just don't make it sound boring. <laughs> right. OK, so 
Paul, why is it not going to be boring? We already know why it's not going to be boring. Why is it? Talk about this. Yeah, I think you and I both believe wholeheartedly that the Holy Spirit speaks through the church and 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 speaks through the apostles, through the the bishop, the, the successors of the apostles, and speaks exactly what you know Christians today need to hear. The words of the church have power, like they don't just have authority, but they actually have power where if we let them, if we let the Holy Spirit, he can transform us through them and make us more like Christ. Yeah. Okay. So what you're describing here is that you and I, I think the first word of the mission statement was exploring, um, you and I are going to be really entering into these things and really bumping up against some of this stuff because it's challenging for me and it's challenging for you. And so our friends and listeners are going to be joining us, you and me, not having this sort of theological or academic discussion about the teaching of the church and about the gospel of Jesus Christ, but actually like an incarnate sort of wrestling match, even with some of these things. Um, and it's far more interesting to hear how you actually experience and wrestle with these truths than for me to hear you um, just sort of explain them in some academic way. So that's really what we're going to be doing here. So our task here is not to just be smarter and to be able to get chapter and verse this stuff. Our task here is to enter into this exploration, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the teaching of the church. Why? And you used the word a few minutes ago for transformation, for God to actually transform each of us and hopefully our listeners too into what? not smarter, um, not, no, to be actually agents of mercy and agents of the mercy of God in the world, to be, as you had said, other Christs, for sure. Yeah, on one hand, I, I want to, I mean, and this is part of the reason I'm in ministry. This is a lot of what I do in ministry. I think what the church has to say and what the Pope has to say is extremely powerful and extremely important for people to hear. So I love just sharing that stuff with people. But I, this isn't a book study either. Right. Uh, like like you had said, this is stuff that you and I are, are both both wrestling with, right? Like so, we've already the first document we're going to discuss is the U.S. Bishop's document on racism from two years ago, "Open Wide Our Hearts," yes. and. And, and we've already started reading that and wrestling with that. And both of us found it personally challenging in different ways. Like this is, this is different than many other Catholic podcasts that are focused more on, more on teaching or more on, on, on apologetics, more on information. There's certainly going to be information, but there's going to be an honest, and honest wrestling with stuff too, and allowing the words of the church to to challenge us. That's one of the reasons that that I love Pope Francis so much. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I've been writing for where Peter is since we've started the website, is because 
what he teaches has been so challenging for me in a really positive way that I've really wanted to share that with others. Mm. So what you're describing is not merely information, although information is important. Um, It's information that will work as formation and through which the grace of God will bring about transformation. And what you and I have both been given by the grace of God and by certain voices in the church, Pope Francis being so present right now as one of these voices, is freedom. The freedom to actually really wrestle with this stuff. The freedom to ask a lot of questions, to push back, to to even come to the place. So, so when we look around, you know, from the, from the world, from, from the worldview looking in, even the freedom to assent when we don't completely understand that even that's freedom because the freedom that we get from trusting the teaching, the trueness and the teaching of authority of the church um, gives us a lot of freedom. But that comes primarily uh, for me, from trusting Jesus and trusting the movement and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit and God keeping his promise. I trust that. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's a really audacious claim in Catholic tradition when it comes to God's revelation and church teaching. And that is that God never imposes. He, he only proposes right and it's audacious in the sense that god doesn't have to impose that that what he has to say is so good and so attractive that the what he has to say is so good that it moves our heart to it just from hearing it and that's something that that i go back to over and over again in pope francis's document the joy of the gospel he talks about the preaching of the kerygma, which is the first proclamation, which is the, the good news that, that God loves you, that Jesus died for you, that the Holy Spirit transforms us. Pope Francis almost gives a, a quasi-sacramental character to the kerygma, where just preaching it yes. is, is effective. That's, that's how powerful the proposals of God are. Yes. is that they're so attractive that just just speaking them will do something. Absolutely. Um, one of the great gifts in my life that that it was she was a personal mentor and friend that I had always considered a, a gift from God to me, and that was Professor Barbara Morgan from Franciscan University. She used to say, that and it sounds formulaic until you sit with it she used to say that grace accompanies revelation the very preaching of truth the very preaching of the revelation of god that god is pouring out his grace to like receive it to be transformed by it to be uh, excited by it to be um illuminated by it that it doesn't just come on its own. It, I, I love that. Um, 
grace accompanies revelation. So, so then we ask ourselves, if the hearing of this, and, and scripture also says that faith comes through hearing, right? That if the hearing of this is supposed to inspire, like there's supposed to be this, this, um, this active grace that happens in the hearing of this to inspire faith and to sort of switch on all these, um, you know, possibilities and, and ascent, uh, joyful ascent in our hearts and our minds. If that's what it's supposed to be, then we certainly know that something goes wrong a lot of the time. Okay. I think a couple of things that go wrong is that we're not telling the story. We make these proposals um, completely separated from any kind of astonishing historic event, completely separated from current experiences and, 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 and real life people's experiences. The faith is not just an idea. And even that whole idea, like the, calling it the faith, I, I'm just never a big fan of that. Relationship with Jesus Christ in his church. That's what I'm talking about here in the story of God rescuing his people from the beginning of time. And when we read Pope Francis, he always tells the best story better. He just really, he does. He, he really tells it well. He's got so much flesh on the bones of this. Um, it's so incarnate. It's just so good, which I think is off-putting to some people. You know, some people are just so much more comfortable engaging with this really cognitive expression of the faith. And I want the stories. I want the persons. Give me, give me the persons here. Yeah. There's, uh, I was looking through Pope Francis's Joy of the Gospel again recently, and he, he has a section that's titled, Realities are more important than ideas. Amen. Yes. Yes. And Pope Benedict had also written that the faith um, is not merely a philosophy, however important philosophy is. The faith is not a, a moral canon, however important a moral law is. The faith, at the very heart of the faith, is a person, this person of Jesus Christ, um, who is also not an idea and an actual flesh and bones took on the flesh, came into the world person. Yeah, and I think that's something that there's two things that you and I do as, as a part of our jobs in evangelization and in catechesis that we're going to do with this podcast, and that is contextualize the teaching. In, in two really important ways. The first one is putting it within the context of, of the kerygma. So it's not, so we see where it fits in the part of the whole forest and not just looking at an isolated tree, right? W where does this fit in God's plan of salvation? Where does this fit in God's desire to make us like himself? How does this piece fit in the bigger picture? in that context, but also contextualize it like you've been talking about within this moment in our church and in our world. 
I mean, I mean, we don't have a set set plan of what documents we're going to read in what order. We right. were initially going to go through Pope Francis's encyclical uh, Laudato Si, his social encyclical on care for the environment, because about a month ago was the five-year anniversary of the release of that document. And along with that anniversary, the Pope uh, called for uh, a year of study of Laudato Si, encouraging Christians around the world to take another look at it. So we were going to start there, but then after, uh, after especially the death of George Floyd and the context we're in in the United States, as far as addressing and talking about uh, racism, yes. we, th we thought it would be more appropriate to begin with this document from the U.S. bishops on racism this pastoral letter, Open Wide Our Hearts. So that's something that, that we're going to be doing as well is, you know, praying about, thinking about which of these documents of the church is is best for this context that we're in right now. Yeah. We are extremely excited to be doing this. Okay. I mean, I'm, ex I'm excited not only to be sharing what the church teaches with people, but uh, I'm also excited to be to be working with you. Uh, we've done ministry projects before, and those have always been always been enjoyable. So it's really exciting to do another project, yet another project uh, with you. I enjoy reading these documents because I'm challenged by them over and over again. I was just going through um, Pope Francis's document. Rejoice and be glad, his short document on holiness. I've read this document three or four times. And I was reading through it again, and I was just, I was so profoundly challenged by it. I mean, you, I open up my copy of the book, and almost everything's underlined already, and I'm still finding more things to underline. So I'm really excited to be able to read through these documents again and pray with these documents again for my own sake. Yeah, great. Um, I am really excited to be doing this also for all of those reasons i've been told i'm not sure what this this gift or this charism is but i've been told by people that witnessing me struggle with things learn things or not know everything is really helpful to people people are glad to know that their questions are valid. I'm so happy to be able to do every, all ministry, this particular ministry, to let, to assure people that your questions are valid, valid. The place where you stand right now and how you wrestle with this particular truth, this particular revelation, um, that's important. It's important to have, it is important to, to process these things, we're humans. We're not robots. And, and that the Lord is in the process. We look through the Gospels and see how Jesus revealed himself to the apostles and how they struggled and how they processed and how you would think they got somewhere and they sort of like backtracked. This is really exciting to me. 
that we're going to be able to encourage people to continue to uh, to live in, in the word and to wrestle with the truth and to allow God to trust the church and to trust the God to to transform us through his holy church. So I I am all about the 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 path, which why which is another reason why I love the name, the field guide. I I'm happy to be uh, to to be really sort of encountering something that is not so scripted and there's a lot of risk. That's good. That's good. Cool. You want to close us in a prayer, Monica? Um, sure. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you are so present and you are so powerful. You keep your promises to us. You promised that you would rescue us. And you sent your only son, our brother, Jesus Christ, to rescue us from all things. Jesus, you fought everything for us and you won everything for us, for each one of us, as if we were the only one. Pour out your spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Pour out your spirit and let each one of us stand in the victory that you have won for us, Jesus in the truth and the love and the light that you have won for us. Pour out your spirit and let each of us know that where we are right now is a, is, is a safe place with you and that you will continue to bring us and transform us so long as we are willing, deeper and more clearly into another you, another Christ in the world. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for calling us to be agents of your mercy. We give you all these prayers. We offer all these prayers in Jesus' holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to Apostles Field Guide. This podcast is a production of Where Peter Is at wherepeteris.com. Our theme music, Tilting at Windmills, is composed by Mark Pope. Thank you for listening.